anti-hero may coming to a star-studded conclusion, especially when we're talking about a star, probably one of the biggest stars from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We are talking about the one, the only, Han Solo, getting his own solo film. See what I did there? <laughs> For Solo, colon, a Star Wars story. Me and T-Max saw it. We're going to talk about it. Did we like it? Is it worth the hype? Well, we can tune in and find out on a very out there edition of the review. Review. Troy, I love you. I know. <laughs> so, I was wondering if you would actually pick up on it. <laughs> I almost synapsed real quick, but I, I did get it. Uh, yeah. Welcome to The Review Review, a show where two small-town dudes from a galaxy far, far away review movies closer to home. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm Troy the Max Extreme. I am... Lando. All right. I'll pick that one. <laughs> uh, we are going over Solo, a Star Wars story this day. Yes. It's very fresh in my mind. Just got out Just of it. Just came out of <laughs> Pretty it. Pretty much. You teleported here. <laughs> this, down to the wire. Yeah. Today. Scotty beamed you up and you got here. That's a Star Wars <laughs> thing, right? Is that a Star Wars? It's, it's just it's a Star Wars. Yeah, it is a Star Wars. Great. Right, internet? I love it. I'm sure you'll appreciate this. Spelliarmus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Remember that remember that movie where Luke fought Professor Snape? <laughs> they got in their TARDIS. <laughs> um <laughs> before we get they into fought the bugs. <laughs> all this Lucasfilm goodness. Why don't we get into some quick news and then jump to the main event of the evening? Damn. All right. Well, Roseanne made the news <laughs> this. Oh, uh, really? I didn't this last week. Oh, you didn't hear about it? No, it must have went right under the radar. I mean, I could see if it did. Really, <laughs> it was... I mean, it was only the biggest fucking thing on Twitter <laughs> the last like two days. So, uh, Roseanne is canceled. Yeah. So uh, everybody looking forward to it continuing can yeah. just sit on their did, hands. Did, did and you do keep nothing. up with it, Troy? No, you watched a little bit of I it. I watched the first step, did not keep up with it. But I had an itch to go back and check out the season to see if it was such a blatant, like, Trumpisms shoved in your face. Yeah. Um,. But I didn't, and I now okay. I won't. <laughs> really. I heard it wasn't like so blatant as it was. They were trying to like form like a discussion. Yeah, I yes, because I heard that like a lot of it. It's like it's not so much on Roseanne because she's just an actress in it. Like it, it was more like the writers were trying to kind of show why Trump supporters think the way they do. Kind of. Yeah, and I am all for like a show being like that on TV. Yeah. Um, especially like, cause like, what did you have like before this? Like the ranch, 
<laughs> oh, which God. sucked. I didn't like yeah. that. And there was like whatever Tim Allen's new show was. Yeah, Last Man Standing. Yeah. So they they were kind of like the more conservative view types that you don't see on TV a lot. Yeah. Which is refreshing to see. Um, but yeah. with that. You can't just go on Twitter and be racist. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean, as I like, but uh, I like the way Roseanne was coming at it because it is like a like lower middle class family, but yeah. I think resonates with a lot of people that yes. don't get a lot of representation. Exactly. In like, the media, that's how that's how Roseanne was popular to begin with. Yeah. When it first came out, like in the late 80s early 90s and so i think that would be refreshing to see on tv i think it would resonate with a whole lot of people yeah um but the way it is handled outside of the show yeah wasn't that well the mouthpiece yeah of the show oh yeah well no that's gotten to a lot of hot water yeah that's definitely <laughs> it definitely warrants like that she just not be a part of that but i do know that networks do look for excuses to get rid of like these kind of shows because i think last man standing got canceled at one point yeah and then it was brought back on something but i like i think like networks kind of treat like these like lower middle class like more right-leaning type sitcoms as like pro wrestling where they're like we get a lot of viewers but uh, people are gonna really think low of us uh-huh i could see that i don't know if that's true or not but, um... Because cause I think Last Man Standing got canceled when they were still getting a fuck ton of viewers. Yeah, but just... it was the same kind of thing, though. Like, Tim Allen... Yeah, well, Tim Allen is kind of... Yeah, he's kind of nuts. Yeah. But it wasn't anything, like... He's just more along the lines of, like, he t calls, like, left-leaning people snowflakes and shit. Like, he doesn't, like, go out and say, Oh, black people should be rounded up and put in a farm <laughs> or something. It's more like he's just... He's just crazy... He just leans way right. Right. And, uh... I don't want to say there's not a, like, it's, it could be, like, infuriating to watch, like, that viewpoint that you're not accustomed to seeing yeah, on TV. but then if you're, if you're that viewpoint, and then all you see on TV oh, is I get that it. other viewpoint. And that's why I'm trying to get a that, good balance. Yeah, that's what would really piss you off. But at the same time, if you don't like something on TV, you don't have to watch it. Yeah. And so, like, if something is, like, some show is doing something that you don't even watch, I don't see why you have to be upset oh, about yeah, it. yeah, exactly. But... When somebody gets on Twitter and just, like, is very racist. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it was a bad joke or not, it's still in words. Yeah. Like, printed onto the digital page. Twitter is just... I think if I ever become famous with anything that involves public eye, I'm just going to not be on Twitter. <laughs> That's probably it's, it's a good just, idea. It's just bait to just do something stupid. Uh-huh. To, like, fuck you over. Because it's, like, like, uh -huh. like, especially, like, now, like, you think back to, like, all of the dumb shit that we said when we were, like, in middle school and high school. Uh -huh. We have some of that shit on tape that we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. think we put all of that on the internet where it would it live forever. Uh-huh. People would always go back to it. Yeah. There's no way you can get rid of it, and no. it's it's for the public eye to see for the rest of your life. So you could you could be judged for something you did when you were 16, when you're like 34. Yeah, and you were, I when we go back and watch some of that stuff, and we're oh. just saying really off color things, <laughs> to like, like really bad to be like just get 
thought we were funny. Yeah. And it's not. And we realize that now, but that would haunt us our whole life. If yeah. That, if, like we if we were, were big. Yeah. Like if know? we thought, like if we had the, the, because we would have legit probably put this online if we had the technology. Because <laughs> yeah, we, we thought we were so cool. We were the coolest. Now, and if we would have put that on there, there's no way we'd be able to get rid of it because it'd be out there somewhere. Yeah. So that's not good. No. <laughs> so yeah. So don't put every little thing you think about online. Right. Keep your little racist thoughts to yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, now, like. Hardworking actors and writers and everything, they're out of a job. Oh, yeah. Like, people that don't deserve it. They were on the show because they're paid actors to be mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And so, uh, that, and if it was getting good enough ratings, they're probably raking a decent paycheck. I haven't seen a lot of people outside of, uh, Ro- well, Roseanne and Dan. Yeah. <laughs> to really have a huge career. Yeah. And it got renewed for another season up to this point. Like, they mm-hmm. they ordered another 22 episodes. Yeah. Before this happened. Yeah. But, but I mean, if the lead person that's named after you is, like, a piece of shit, yeah. it's hard to, like, get behind, like, we should probably keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have caught up with Roseanne, like, this isn't new news. No. Like, she's said dumb shit in the past. Yeah. Like, this was just more of, like, a, like an incident waiting to happen. Right. And people aren't taking that shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the fact that they were just like, well, maybe she won't. Have you seen? Oh, maybe. Roseanne's? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe a grizzly bear won't maul you. (laughs) Maybe you should also get out of its pen. So, (laughs) quit poking it with a stick. Uh, But that's enough about Roseanne. Uh, What about The Walking Dead? Did you hear about this news? I think I saw you post it on our wonderful Twitter. Review review pod. Check it out sometime. Yeah. Subscribe or follow or... However Twitter works, who who knows? Who gives a shit? Tweet. Tweet? <laughs> yeah. Tweet, tweet? Tweet, tweet? <laughs> uh, Walking Dead uh, is going to be without its main uh, protagonist after season nine. I don't oh. even know what season they're on now, to be honest. Fucking... Is next season nine? Probably. I don't know. Well, anyway, Rick is gone. Yeah. Not because he's going to be... Well, they might kill him. Who knows? I don't watch the show anymore. Guys, I'm just going to stay here. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he's just going to be... He's done with his contract. They're probably, at this point, year to year at this stage. Yeah, I I gave up on the show. I did, too. I've officially given up. But it's still, like, a huge show. Like, people still... It's like... Like, it loses, like, half its viewers every season, and it's still the most watched show (laughs) on on TV. So it's like, what the... How the fuck? How many people were watching to begin with? A lot, <laughs> a lot, JT. Yeah. Uh, if they were to continue, I've already heard rumors that uh, Daryl will just take the place as the lead character. Yeah, I read that they already offered him like a twenty million dollar contract. And why would you turn that to? Down? Yeah, <laughs> to stay on and be like the main protagonist. And it's like, my god, do what you need to do, man. Yeah. I'm still not gonna watch it. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Especially, yeah, I'm not going to watch Norman Reedus' sweaty ass. <laughs> His greasy haircut. Yeah. God damn. They're probably um, just trying to draw it out to get residual, like, to get, like, residuals for, like, uh, syndication or something. They're already there, though. I'm well, pretty sure they're at 100 episodes, aren't they? Maybe. I thought they got to 100. Oh, probably. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe not, though. That season one was short. 
Mm. But then are the rest of the seasons 13 eps? May, yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, they might have gotten it. Time then. will tell. Time will Who tell. Knows? But that's enough about The Walking Dead. Nobody right. cares about it anymore. Yeah. Not fuck even you, me. Fuck you, Walking Dead and Roseanne. <laughs> Here's something else I don't Here, really give put Roseanne it. on The Walking Dead. That'll <laughs> see how many <laughs> viewers they lose then. Just have her be a zombie and somebody stab her in the face a hundred times. Ah, shit! <laughs> um... So did you hear about this Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Yes. I'm not surprised, really, it's getting made. Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, talk about uh, Mario getting his own feature film as well. Yeah. An animated one. But that's going to be animated, but this is the Sonic one is live action. Is it live action? Yeah, yeah. It's like partial live action animation. So like a Roger Rabbit kind of a thing? I don't know. Like, I think... I was reading up on a little bit, and I'm like, so wait, so there's going to be live-action actors in it? Is it going to be like a, like a weird Smurfs thing, where like uh, Sonic is running through New York or some <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> well, I just saw that James Marsden got cast in it. Yes. At first, if I thought it was all animated, I thought it, he'd be Sonic and play yeah. the voice of him. That's but what now I thought I'm too. not sure. Yeah, I don't know. With the news that you have added to this conundrum. I thought it said... Let me look, because I thought it said that it's... Live action and uh, and uh, animated, animated. But I could be mistakeion. All right, yeah. Live action slash animation hybrid movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not a fan. I don't know if I'm a fan of this. Probably flop like every video game of Sonic came out after Sonic Probably. Two, <laughs> whatever. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's a thing. Moving on. Right. Uh, hear, now, we brought this up uh, a few weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. Two or three weeks ago. Yeah. That Jamie Foxx was heavily rumored to be the lead character in the... So you could say that we broke that news? We could, we, we could say we it. Sent our, we sent our private investigator <laughs> reporters That's right. in. That's right. We have a mole they inside snooped. Hollywood. They snooped. <laughs> And they gave us the news that Jamie Foxx is maybe in talks to play Spawn. Yeah. But guess what? He is. He is. Going to be so playing Spawn. So we were right. We did it. We definitely did not take that rumor from another website. No. It we was all regurgitated us. it like our own? Of course not. Of course not. not. We Why would never would, do that. That would be the lazy way to go Why about would things. we lie to you? We have our informants in Hollywood. Yeah. We got them. Yeah, so what the fuck? Why the fuck are you spreading rumors now? <laughs> don't even say we don't have them, because you don't know. Yeah. You have no idea. You have no idea. We could tell you anything, and you would have to believe us. That's right. We're actually women. <laughs> okay, now what? Hold, <laughs> okay. Hold the phone. <laughs> I don't know. We might be skirting on something that might be offensive. <laughs> um, my last bit of news, JT... Is that Lock and Key is yes. coming to Netflix? They ordered it to go to series and for a pilot to be reshot. Now, okay. this is only really news to anybody because it has been fished to two different studios and each time gotten rejected. Yeah. The last pilot that was shot was got from the guy who directed it. Yeah. And that wasn't picked up by, ooh, I want to say Fox. Yeah. And I think before that, they went to AMC. I could be wrong about that that one. But they went to two other studios before this. Mm -hmm. Didn't want it. I don't <sighs> know whether they thought it was going to be too expensive. 
But it's like one of the best. Are you really picking up that? Uh, I don't know. Big Might be a little truck. Bit. Yeah. That's <laughs> backing up right outside the window. Yeah. There is a there's a fire station pretty close to our studio, and they're gearing up for a big town event that involves a bustling suburbia we live in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's hustling out there. So much, oh, so Hard much activity. Out there on the streets. So much activity. Uh. Anyway, Lock and Key possibly coming to Netflix. Okay. Um, if they like the pilot. So I know we'll you, uh, you said you enjoy the books. The books are really good. I usually don't get into horror books. Yeah. But this one is really good. Really fun. Good. Really cool ideas. If anyone doesn't know what it is, it's about this. It's written by the Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. Yeah. And it's about this, uh, town in like North Eastern America that uh, these family lives into or moves into this house called the key house. Yeah. And inside it are a bunch of different keys that, that you just find. And each one does something very different. Yeah. Like, for example, one is called the ghost key. And when you open a door with it, when you step through it, your body falls dead and you can travel around as a ghost until you fly back through the door and into your body again. Oh, Jesus. And our, another one is... Um, What's another good one? Oh, another one is like the head key, which you can actually, when you hold it, a keyhole opens up in the back of your head and you can turn it and the top of your head pops open. And somehow at the same time, you can peek into the top of your head and take out memories or put in things that you want to know. Oh, Jesus. So like you could cram like the dictionary into your head and like know every word. And My definition. God. Or if you had something traumatic happen in your life, there's something in your brain you could pick out and you wouldn't remember that anymore. Ooh. So it's really kind of interesting. Some weird memento shit going on there. And so a lot of the other keys also do a lot of other cool looking things, which I'm assuming if they, they would just be expensive to do. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm assuming like these other studios keep passing on it. Yeah. So that's my only reason. Oh yeah. But, Netflix uh, is not... Is not uh, a stranger to putting a fuck ton of money into a show. Sure. Hopefully they do it for this one. Because yeah. I would need it. But anyway, it's good. Check it out sometime. It's like six volumes. Uh, really good. Really good. Art's great in it as well. Hot. That's all my news. That's all it. Right. That's all I got. That's all your news. That's little quick bits. Little quick bits, sir. <laughs> little quick bits. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless your heart. Uh, Troy, I got some, uh, I got some Hollywood goss for ya. Oh my god. I know C. Danger's not here. She usually drops the she Hollywood goss on us. on that gossip. But, uh, there's a new couple in Hollywood, Troy. Oh, look out, y'all. And, uh, it's kind of a strange one. Okay. It is, uh, Keanu Reeves. All right. And Holly Berry. Really? Yeah. How do they meet? I guess uh, they met on... I guess Holly Berry is in the latest chapter of John Wick. Oh, look out. that's where they met. Wick 3. Yeah. <laughs> over, uh, still, Keanu Reeves, see, Keanu Reeves over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. All right. New couple based off look of... for them. Based off that wonderful love story, John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... Uh, she gets stomped to death in the beginning of three, and so yeah. <laughs> he has yeah. to go out and get revenge. Jesus. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god, you like said everything that I said. Really? Because I did it really fast. Yeah, I know. Got... Well, there was like some big news headlines this week, so... Alright. Uh, here's one, Troy. I guess, okay. uh, since we're talking about Solo Star Wars Story tonight... Yes. Uh, they have another Star Wars Story in the docket... Okay. This one you might not be too excited about, but the director makes it kind of... uh... Intriguing? Yes. Exciting? They have signed up for a Boba Fett Star Wars story down the line, directed by James Mangold. Okay. From Logan fame? From Logan fame. Okay. So, uh, what do you think about that? Well, I've been convinced... That Boba Fett is the most bumbling character in the Star Wars universe. Because anything on screen that he has is worthless. Yeah. He doesn't do anything, ever. You never see it. Yeah. And so, I would be interested in what they do with that idea if they play it the way I want it to be. Where he dies in that Sarlacc pit, gets spit up. And then, well, he gets, so, okay, so in <laughs> Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the whole Jabba's skiff-like scene. Yeah. They're throwing people into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. He gets knocked in there by a blonde, <laughs> blind on Solo. Yes. And, and then Wilhelm Will- screams. <laughs> yeah, Wilhelm into- screams <laughs> into this big fucking pit and gets digested, right? Yeah. It'll be funny. Is if the Sarlacc burps him out and he's like half digested and he's trying to pull himself up and some guy just comes up and shoots him dead and then takes his armor and becomes the new Boba Fett and just does anything else. I heard there was like a, I guess there was a comic book going around when people were making like Star Wars fan fiction where uh, someone wrote it where Boba Fett is... The person that wears the armor. Where like Boba Fett's not like a name, it's like a title. Oh, okay. All right. Like, that would be sweet. That's not, can't be no. possibly canon it's anymore. It's not canon, yeah. Because now he's got, like, a dad are, yeah, and a billion clones. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> So, way to dig yourself a hole, I guess. Yeah, so what the fuck? I don't know what's going on anymore, man. But uh, anyway, if James Mangold is behind it, I'm more interested in it. Maybe he sees something, or maybe he just wants a cut of that Star Wars money. Maybe. He already made it big with Logan. Yeah. Did real good. Did real good. Did real good. Real good. Real, real good. Real good. <laughs> so I got uh, news on something that's near and dear to your heart. Sesame Street okay. is suing... I saw this. <laughs> Happy Time Murders uh-huh. for their use of... The actual use of Sesame Street in their uh, marketing. Mm, I see. I don't care necessarily about this. Yeah. Like, I, well, not that I don't care. It's just that I don't think it really is a big deal. And I don't think if Sesame Street was still owned by, like, PBS, that nothing would ever... I don't think that anything oh, yeah. would ever happen. No, they're not going to give a fuck about it. <laughs> we're, we're publicly owned. We can't sue shit. Yeah. So, like, now that HBO owns it, now I think they're like, Oh, you can't do that. It'll infringe on our television and kids will think it's gonna be dirty yeah set chris on them yeah get chris on them <laughs> get murray to butt chomp on their asses oh yeah murray he's got some connections <laughs> but uh 
I don't think it's a big deal. Like, I don't think the crossover appeal is really huge here. Yeah. Where, like, kids will be seeing Happy Time murders in the theater and being like, where's Elmo? Or where's Big Bird? I still... I still want to show Happy Time Murders to your daughter just to see. Well, of course we're going to do it. <laughs> she loves fucking puppets, man. <laughs> but how about puppets fucking? Oh, man, that's a good point. Probably even more. Probably love it. That's how you show her the birds and the bees. Yeah, that's right. Show her two puppets fucking. Look at these two gross puppets just knocking boots. Doing drugs. <laughs> um, uh, last bit of news, Troy. All right. I guess there is a partnership oh. on Netflix oh. to make a, a uh, pretty large film. I know Netflix did the uh, large undertaking of that Will Smith film, Bright. Yes. But now they have... Uh, Michael Bay at the helm oh my. for a $150 million movie starring Ryan Reynolds. Oh, look out. Deadpool himself? Yes, called Six Underground. All right. I don't. I think I heard vague things about this. I have no idea what's going on with it. Yeah, I don't know. I just It just struck me as like a bunch of names that was like... Like, it felt like they just released a bunch of names under one article that made no sense. Oh. Like Netflix, Michael Bay, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> okay. <I'm> intrigued. <laughs> Maybe right. that's what they're going for. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> like just make it as vague as possible, get as many eyes on it. Yeah. It's like, what is this? Like there's like uh one of the trailers I'm gonna talk about tonight is like that, where it's like what what? <laughs> it's just a bunch of random names where I'm like, Oh well, okay. What? They made a movie. Okay. Well. All right. That's what that's what I'm thinking. This is like exactly that. Like you have no idea what to expect. Yeah, they're just they're throwing a ton of money at big names. <laughs> yeah, and just then they're gonna see what sticks. comes out. Yeah, just seeing what sticks. But before we get to that illustrious segment mm. where it's done, I do have a bit, Troy. Oh Jesus! Oh Lord mercy! Oh Jesus! Oh mercy! Oh mercy, Jesus! <laughs> mercy, mercy, sweet baby Jesus! <laughs> For uh, so get ready. I'm ready. For Neil's bits. I'm grasped. <sighs> People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. Still oh. just broken up it's over it. <laughs> we definitely need to get Neil on a show sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. He keeps skipping really, town or whatever. I know. <sighs> Check out his credits due. That's good. Uh, credits due. Look at uh, up at your uh, local podcast catcher. That's right. It's a good show. Why not? It's good. Makes me want to Makes me want to get Neil back on here. Get him on here. It's a hot commodity. Your goddamn brother, you get him on here. Oh, that's true. I do have a direct line to <laughs> you, him. Yeah. You have legit blood that you share with him. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see what I can... I'll see if I can call my people and have my people then call his people. And, okay. I mean, we're big now, so... 
Fair enough. We both have podcasts, so it's a... Uh, <laughs> big deals. It's big, You're big deals. Pretty BDs. <laughs> you got some BDs. <laughs> BFDs over here. BFDs over there. <laughs> they call us the BFDs. Trina, <laughs> uh, this is based off of something we've reviewed in the past. Okay. And uh, if you've been keeping up with our analytics at all, which... No one has, because oh, I think we're the ones you? that can see it. <laughs> it's actually based off of our highest viewed show, okay. Escape from New York. Okay. Uh, one of the actors from it, Frank Doubleday. Oh. If you don't know who Frank Doubleday is, he's the crazy, like, tweaked out fucking dude on the street. <laughs> like, right when, like, the plane crashes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where, like, he just, like, pulls a knife on them. Yeah. And they're just like, whoa, whoa, man. And they back away. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, he he died at seventy three. Seventy three, oh man. man. And I guess it was a long. I guess it was a while ago too. Like it happened like in March, and it's just it's they're just like just finding now? out. Yeah, they're just finding out now. Like his wife is like, yeah, he died. Oh no! And they're like, oh shit. <laughs> that's too bad. Well, I guess that's news now. <laughs> oh god. Well, that's too bad. But yeah, it's also too uh, bad. Hopefully, I, that, I fucking loved that dude though. <laughs> yeah, that guy was crazy. Like, his balls. weird tweaked out guy, just like. <laughs> This plane crashes and he just like pulls a knife like, get out of here. <laughs> that guy was great. That's too bad he's gone. Yeah. It's too bad we didn't find out until just now. I know. What is going on with that? Well, we should look into that more. Have our people call their people. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get them on there. 73 though. Good job. Yeah. And you remember for small little roles like this? Come on. Come on. You're right. You're it, right. Those are the unsung heroes. It really is. People are in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Doubleday. Got it. Yeah. Also, check out our highest viewed. Yeah. Highest listened to. We'll, we'll struggle through this. Just yeah. a second. It's got a lot. Like, it's like 173 listens. That's nuts. Fucking people love Escape from New York. That's nuts. And we didn't even give it that great of a review, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think we did. But it's like one of those that everyone should, everyone talks about, but yeah. probably a lot of people... Won't oh, own yeah. up to that they've never seen. Yeah. I bet you that's what it is. And I'm sure there's like a lot of stuff in there that like maybe other movies have ripped off of. Yeah. But it is due for a remake. If it any is. movie needs definitely a remake, needs a remake. Escape from sure. New York needs it. Most definitely. Oh my. Yeah. God. So make sure that remake is done. Make it done. Let's make it done. <laughs> I only have one trailer. I have two. Oh, brag. <laughs> don't mean to brag. <laughs> BFD over here. <laughs> don't mean to toot my own horn, but uh, beep, beep. <laughs> well, then what do you got? I'll, I'll chime in if you got one of yours. Uh, well, they put out a more like meaty trailer for uh, Christopher Robin. Yep, this is my only Disney's one. Christopher Robin. <laughs> and... Uh, you know what? I think it's kind of charming. I also think it looks kind of charming. Yeah. I was against this at first. I, because I fucking loved Winnie the Pooh when I was a kid. I did too. And I remember watching like those like uh, Saturday morning cartoons of uh, like Winnie the Pooh all the time. Winnie mm. the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stuff with fluff at your at, at something <laughs> forest. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. 
da, 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 da. That's exactly how it went. That's the entire theme song. <laughs> but no, I remember watching that as uh, as a kid and enjoying it, and now like seeing this where they're doing like the the whole Toy Story three type yeah. aspect with it, right. where it's an older Christopher Robin like coming across them again, and like even making them like dirty and tattered, uh-huh. like almost makes it sadder. Yeah. Like I'm like. Yeah, I'm expecting to see this and just being distraught. Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, wrecked. And, like, I liked Winnie the Pooh, but I'm not, like, super close to it. But I did uh, watch the um, newest, like, animated movie they had. Yeah, I heard, like, the one, that that, that 2011 one. Yeah, I think it's that one. I heard it's really good. It is good. I like it. It's a really good movie for kids, and if you grew up on it, you might enjoy it as well. Well, damn. And then, but there's been a lot of like Winnie the Pooh stuff out. I feel like recently there was that one other Christopher Robin movie or something. Yeah. That like the guy. It was about the guy who wrote Winnie the Pooh. It just came out. Yeah. Like, goodbye, Christopher last... Robin. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see that, but I heard it's like kind of boring in the middle. Yeah, I heard that too. And I want to say there was something else. Maybe it was just like the more news I kept hearing about like that movie and this one, and yeah. it wasn't actually something else, but. I just feel like it's been real saturated recently. If you just come public domain or something, <laughs> well, it's still it comes. It's still put out there by Disney, so. What <laughs> if that's weird? Winnie the Pooh, man. I don't know. Everyone's going poo crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm looking. I'm more excited for this than I initially thought. So I'm yeah, like, I'm like, I know. Uh, I, I kind of want to see it. I don't know if I'll get out to the theaters and end up seeing it, but I'll definitely rent it at, uh, at home. Check it out. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that other uh, trailer you got? Uh, my other trailer I got, Troy, is a film called The Sisters Brothers. Okay. And uh, it's a Western mm-hmm. starring, and I'll get this, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. John C. Riley. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. And uh, the pilot no one gave a shit about in Rogue One. <laughs> I think it's okay. like Riz Ahmed, I think, is his name. Okay. But, Yeah. I want when you said it, I'm like, I think I saw that one, but now you said anybody in it, I'm like, no, nah. <laughs> I don't think I saw yeah, that. Yeah, it's one. like a western where uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and John C. Riley play like these, this team of bandit brothers called the Sisters Brothers. Okay, uh, and uh, they come across like this guy that develops something that allows you to see, like it illuminates gold in water. Okay, so they want to like capture him, and then Jake Gyllenhaal is like trying to protect him okay so it's like those two against those two was it like a comedy i can't tell okay. like there's some comedic moments in it but then there looks like there's some shit where they're just like going full-on like trying to like murder each other huh so i don't know if it's gonna be like a dark comedy or what okay all right but there are some funny moments in it like there are some moments that made me chuckle and i do enjoy a good western Mm-hmm. so uh, i'm curious about this all right Maybe I'll check out that trailer. See what I, uh, see yeah. what I can take away. The from sisters, it. Brothers. sisters, brothers, sisters, brothers, sisters, <laughs> brothers. <laughs> well, that's it for trailers, eh? For trailers, and on to Turn Random Movies three. Turny three. We have some big news about the winner of two for next week. Oh, Laura. Talk about that oh, later. Laura. But for this week. Last week we had The Shape of Water versus Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Troy, what did you end up voting for in the end? Wall Street. I stuck to my guns you this stuck time. stuck to your guns? Yes. 
Welcher, I'm sorry to say, Wall Street did not win. That's what you get for going out on a limb and trying. Shape of Water took it over. That's too bad. The winner for Best Picture last year, or for this year, I guess, at the Oscars. Yes, yes. Is still in the tournament. All right. And will... Well, what are you going to do? Can't win them all. (laughs) But it'll end up facing the winner of our... Matchup this week. Got two more newer films in here. Two more contenders for you. All right. Dead. Let me add them. All right. Okay. Uh, we have a film about a well-disguised FBI agent. Okay. And another one that is a Disney classic. Okay. Uh, the first one from 2000. Okay. This FBI agent is going undercover and is concealing more than just a weapon. Hmm. Is it Undercover Brother? <laughs> it is not, Troy. <laughs> it is, in fact, the Martin Lawrence classic Big Mama's House. God. Okay. <laughs> And that is going to be pitted against a Disney classic from 1992, the tagline, Wish Granted. Aladdin. Aladdin is in it, Troy. All right. Big Mama's House. I saw the perk. (laughs) So Big Mama's House versus Aladdin. Uh I pretty much know almost (laughs) for certain who you're going to vote for. Uh Uh-huh. So there you go. We got a, com- a classic comedy <laughs> versus a classic animated film. Two classics. Two classics. Two classic clashings. Two cl- two <laughs> class clashings. <laughs> so tune in next week to see who we pretty much know for sure is going to win. <laughs> so cast your vote. <laughs> cast your vote. Make sure your voice is heard. That's right. Don't let those uh, don't let those Trump voters get Big Mama's house in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Depends what it goes through at the electoral college, I suppose. After oh this yeah, is all done. Yep, exactly. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, Aladdin could win the popular vote, but then uh, <laughs> I know it could all turn around yep. in the electoral. It's college. all that Big Mama's house gerrymandering that's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just we're just we're being dissected into into districts that love Big Mama's house. I know. It just it's just a it's the swing state we're in. Look, so it it could go either way. Really. I know it's just it's just not fair sometimes. I know you, you wish that the the voices could be heard better. I know. Well, what do you? That's the way it, it's political climate. I tell you, it's the way it always has been, and it'll yeah. never change. In a perfect world, Aladdin would just sweep. Right. But we got. I don't even know what. But this day and age. Yeah. I don't know. Come on. Come on. Come on. So there you have it. Big Mama's House versus Aladdin. Great. Turn around movies. Vol 3. Volume 3. Well, JT, we are now at the top of the hour. My God. And it happens to be time for some Han Solo movie <gasps> review. Oh, my God. Dropping May 24th this year of our Lord 2018. <sighs> Han, or no, just Solo, colon, a Star Wars story 
was given to the public. Yes. With open hands. Bestowed upon us. <laughs> with a budget of $250 million. Yes. The ninth most expensive movie of all time. Jesus. <laughs> Domestically, as of the 29th, has made $110.3 million. Yeah. Worldwide, $179.9 million. <sighs> that was a long weekend. Yeah. Didn't. It's got a long ways to go to make up for that budget. Yeah, it's got to make at least $450 million to break even, probably, <laughs> with marketing costs. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 71%. Yes. IMDb has it at around the same thing, at 7.2 out of 10. And Metacritic, yeah. 62%. Ooh. I know. I know. A little more harsh upon it. Uh, this movie didn't make its estimated uh, weekend box office over the extended Memorial Day weekend yeah. as it was shooting for. Last week, I think we said it was shooting for like 130 to 150. Yeah. But it wasn't looking like it was going to get there. Yeah, and I think it was only up to 83 by like the end of the weekend. Yeah. Um, and it also debuted in China, which it bombed in China. Yeah, but I think all the Star Wars movies bomb in China. Yeah, China just doesn't give a shit about they just Star don't Wars. Fucking care. I it had to have been when the time they came out. Yeah. Like in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like I bet you you couldn't even show those movies. China wouldn't allow those movies to be seen. Yeah. And so like you don't have that built-in nostalgia in the second biggest box office draw in the world. Yeah. And so they just don't give a shit about it. Yeah, like who who the fuck are these? Yeah. It doesn't who's this, matter. Who's this big cat man. Yeah, they don't no one they cares. don't care. <laughs> but uh in other places such as like Australia, Europe and North America, Star Wars usually rakes in, but even yeah. this time it didn't really rake in. Yeah. On your uh what your opinions, what are the reasons? I just think it's I think they're just oversaturation of Star Wars. Like it used to be more of an event. Yeah. Now, now that fact it's that it comes out so much, and then especially with this one where it came out so close to when the last one came out, mm -hmm. like I just think it's just people are just like, look, I just I don't want that much of it, right. and especially based on a character that people kind of feel like, it, it feels like Han Solo had like a well developed story arc where you don't really need more of him. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that. Uh, I, I feel like it's that the public knowledge of had like a troubled production. Yeah. And so people like already will go into it be like, well, I don't want to see a movie if it sucks. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the reviews that I heard for this, it felt like the, it felt like even, even the critics that liked it wanted to hate this. Yeah. I like, there was a lot where like people were just tossing out just like blanket statement type fucking reviews where it's mm -hmm. like oh the the script was a mess like it's just i fucking hate like reviews that do that shit where they're just like the script's a mess the the the, the humor was all over the place where i'm like be more specific that's just like a blanket statement you make to make yourself sound smart yeah you probably saw like 20 minutes of the movie yeah you don't whatever. yeah you just don't give a fuck <laughs> but here we are. We are the layman. Yeah. All right. We are, but a simple. We're the. We're. We're <laughs> the. We're easy. the sitcom Roseanne <laughs> yeah. to to yeah. a, of movie critics. That's right. We're the lower middle class <laughs> white right. American males. That's right. That will give you what you need to know. We're the everyday people on the street. Yeah. We're not some 
uppity, nose in the air critic. Yeah, like oh oh uh, this wasn't uh, this wasn't a uh, 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 Citizen Kane. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> That's right. We're real people. Yeah. That's another thing that like rubbed me the wrong way. People being like, "Oh, the script just wasn't tight." I'm like, "Did you expect?" <laughs> when, when, the, when was the last time you walked out of a Star Wars movie and was like, "That was tight." Wow, what a script! Wow, Oscar worthy. <laughs> Even the Force Awakens that raked in no was shit. a rehash of A New Hope. No, everybody shit. knows that, and everybody <laughs> loved it. Yeah, it's like people wanted to go into this just with like fucking critics goggles. Like, if this isn't fucking sounds of the lambs i'm gonna yeah. shit all over it <laughs> yeah yeah so we're gonna give you the raw deal here yeah the real we're gonna shit. raw dog you <laughs> yeah with this review that's right i'm gonna give it to you whether you like it or not um so i i do believe that a lot of what you said is like the credits went in with already low expectations and they wanted to not like it yeah but i went in with like middle of the road expectations i heard we're we keep in touch with all that yeah production stuff we knew what was going on yeah but i was more curious to how it was going to all pull together yeah and with news of like having it have a low box office i'm like well does it suck (laughs) yeah like i can go in and judge for myself if it does Mm -hmm. but i came out not I don't agree with the opinions yeah. of a lot of the reviews I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and even ones that um, I usually trust in a, I haven't listened to a lot of reviews on this cause I don't like to listen to them like until after I've seen the movie yeah. so I can piece together what they're trying to say. <clears throat> but he like, I listened to one actually this morning, actually before I saw it because I ended up blending into like a review of it or mm-hmm. whatever. And, like, there is one of the hosts of this podcast, let's do that, like, Star Wars is, like, his favorite thing ever. Yeah. And he seemed to be way more down on it than his co-host, which is like, yeah, I like Star Wars. Yeah. So, like, that's where I'm thinking, like, a lot of people are falling into this camp. But that's Star Wars fans in general. Yeah. Like, they love this fucking thing so much. And then every time they see a new one, it sucks. It's the worst thing ever. Exactly. And then they're lining back up at Star Wars Celebration exactly. the next year to eat this shit up. Exactly. And I consider myself a pretty big Star Wars fan. Like, I... I Even, like, the ones that I don't really like. Like, I can even see, like, some of the merits in the prequels. Granted, they're not, they're not good. But I can see like a story formed within that would, which would be interesting if they actually made them well. Yeah, just like cut out some of the fat. Yeah, and craft a finer tuned yeah. story. Like yeah. I've heard, I think someone like uh, cut all three of them together into like one like two and a half hour long movie, and I guess it's like pretty good. Oh really? Yeah. On the internet's. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it. I don't know when I'll ever watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when I will either, but. No, but it's like I I can see the merits in like the actual story of Star Wars in general, and yeah, I just think it's just people are just they go in with like this expectation of it's going to be this, uh-huh. and then when it's not that, then they just shit all over it, right? And like I was kind of like that with like the Last Jedi when that came out, but I still saw like the last hour felt like classic Star Wars, and mm-hmm. I was I still liked it mm-hmm. because just because of that. What's so funny to me is like. So, Star Wars was, like, the biggest thing ever when it came out. Like, yeah. it took the world by storm, and then people weren't so hot on Empire when it came out because it had, like, a downer ending. 
and people have turned around on it since, and they end up everyone. That's everyone's favorite. Is yeah. Empire Strikes Back, and like Return of the Jedi, people are like, "Yeah, it's fine." But I really like all three of those. Yeah, like, they, then, I think they all fit together pretty well. Yeah, they and they have like little jumps in time where you can just be like, we don't have to tell exactly right as where you left off. It's like fun little adventures here, 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 yeah. and they tell a narrative throughout. And then like the prequels come out, everyone for the most part, shits on them. Yeah. So, like, it's a franchise that everybody loves, but half of it everybody hates. Yeah. So, it's like, it's so weird. Yeah, but the prequels are just so shittily made. Like, you see, like, behind-the-scenes footage of that being made, and it's just George Lucas sitting in a fucking director's chair drinking coffee, barking orders. Because he just... He was this fat old fuck didn't want to leave and go on location, so he just got a bunch of blue screen rooms and then made it that way. Yeah. So fuck George Lucas. And he surrounded himself with yes men. He did. Yeah. He was all he he was smelling his own ass on a regular basis. Yeah. So like not even it's not like him barking orders is like, Oh, why don't we just do uh another pickup shot of that and then uh We'll do another thing of Jar Jar over here, and that'll be uh, that'll be okay. And yeah. Like, oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you like watch. You want? There's like I've seen like a uh, footage of like the screenings that they did. Yeah. From like uh, <laughs> yeah, for like yeah. uh, the Phantom Menace, and then like George Lucas with like his big shading grin, and then the, all the producers just like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise, like without being so specific, like I I love. That this is like a whole franchise where like fifty percent of the movies in it are generally disliked. Yeah. But people still line up in droves to see it. Oh it's yeah. So it yeah. like it's like a battered wife of a of a franchise. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. It's like like Star Wars comes out and it's like, Do you like me? Like put some fucking makeup on. <laughs> don't you dare don't embarrass me in front of my friends ever again. <laughs> But then he's got a heart. Then he donates his check to charity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then the next one gets announced. Like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean that. <laughs> but then, um, that, well, that makes me the question: um, What happened in Solo, a Star Wars story? Uh, well, we catch up with a young street urchin by the street name rat. of Han. Uh huh. Just Han. Uh huh. Who is uh, trying to find his way off of a planet? Where uh, he lives at like an orphanage or something? <laughs> it's not entirely clear. Yeah, I don't know. Like they uh, like, they say that like there's like a halfway house where like if you commit crimes for like this worm chick, you can stay there. So it's like he's kind of like he's doing like petty crimes on the streets of this planet, trying to find his way off. And uh, he does find his way off, mm-hmm. and uh, in the process tries to come back to that planet to uh, meet up with someone that he kind of has some feelings for. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the process of that, also comes across a uh, mischievous uh, smuggler by the name, or I don't even know his name in it, but it's played by Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name either. Who uh, might just give him the right jobs to get back to said planet mm-hmm. and rescue... Fair Maiden. Mm. Nailed it again. Yeah. Perfect. It was kind of hard to, like, kind of piece together, because they just kind of just jump right into the shit in the beginning. They just jump. Yeah, they're in the shit already. Yeah. As soon as you get in there. But, uh, yeah. So what did, uh, the biggest question is, 
Yeah. What did you think of Alden Ehrenreich as Solo? Well, there was a lot of uh, controversy because there was all that talk about him needing a, mm-hmm. uh, an acting coach. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of the footage that came out, he didn't really seem like he kind of fit the part. Like, uh-huh. he seemed a lot more, like, like kind of like Weasley sounding voice, kind of. Uh-huh. But I'm going to tell you right now, I really liked Alden Ehrenreich as Hound Solo in this. I... <laughs> I thought I don't I I couldn't see where a lot of the things that we heard during all this pre-production up to the movie was like warranted. Yeah. And I also I fell into him as Han Solo. Like I it's not exactly it as it soon as it starts. And it wouldn't be cuz no. he's not Harrison Ford. Right. But then you fa- like I fell into it just fine. Yeah. Granted like he isn't Harrison Ford. No. So, like... But he's also a younger version of what Han Solo is. Like, you can kind of see... Like, even, like, the the spots where, like, he's not exactly like the Harrison Ford Han Solo, you can see where, like, maybe the life that he's about to go down could lead to those aspects of the Han Solo... That the Harrison Ford Han Solo in the future. Sure. I, um... I was talking to Chelsea on our way back from the movie, and she said roughly the same thing. And I'm like, there. I did like him as Han Solo, and if he came back, I wouldn't mind him playing him again. Yeah. There was only just a few instances in the movie where I felt like that his response to things would not be something Han Solo would say or do, whether it would be the way it was written or the way he played it. Okay. But that wasn't all the time. Okay. Because there's a few times I'm like, yeah, that's very Han Solo-y. But yeah. the, there's another time where I'm like, that doesn't just doesn't feel like him. Yeah. Because this movie doesn't take place that far from where you meet him in A New Hope. Yeah. Like, I he's already it's... an adult. Yeah. I want to say that's like, ten years. Yeah. And so I'm like, she had that argument where it's like, well, he's got room to change. I'm like, but he's not going to change that much in ten years. I, I think he would. Because he's... I, I, I don't... Because you look at it where, like, he spent his entire life... On this one planet where, like, he was just kind of, like, like he was doing small-time shit. And now yeah. now he's being, like, thrown into into a world The big time. Yeah, now he's being thrown into a world where, like, he doesn't really, like, he needs to grow up really fast. Like, granted, right. like, he lived in, like, he kind of lived in, like, like, that planet in the beginning. He kind of lived where, like, he still had something to fall back on if things got tough. Yeah. Like, he would just go back to that halfway house. But now he's kind of stuck in a world that's not, a, like, multiple worlds. Yeah. <laughs> where, like, he doesn't know who to trust. And yeah. it, it comes, it definitely, like, builds up from there. Yeah. I could see that. There is something that was, um, the only reason I, like, bring it up, like, he wouldn't change that much. My argument is, like, I don't want to bring it up now because it's, like, a spoiler. Yeah. But um, there's something that they say at the end where I'm like, well, they're going to go do this. And, like, that's not that far off from where we meet him again. So I'm like, I don't see, like, how this one event in here would really change him to have, like... But, again, it's not, like, a completely different character there either. Yeah. It's just that I... And I I think this is supposed to be, like, the first of, like, maybe three movies i think but uh, i don't know if these will happen yeah i don't know if they will either but i think 
when they made this, they had the assumption that they were going to do more. Because I think they even had Alden Ehrenreich for like two more films after this. I think, yeah, I think he already is set to appear in something else as Han Solo. Maybe it was he was supposed to appear in a uh, Rogue One. Because wasn't he already announced back then? I don't know. I don't remember now either. Anyway, regardless, um, what did you think of the supporting cast around uh, Han Solo? Um, like Donald Glover, I, I really enjoyed uh-huh. as Lando. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I think everyone kind of fits their part. Like there's not really like a major character outside of Han Solo. Right. That, like, really gets a lot of screen time. Uh, the one that I really thought was interesting was uh, Paul Bettany's character, I thought. Yeah, I keep forgetting he was in this movie. Yeah, he's, then... he's not in that much, but, like, uh, like <clears throat> his, his like, character is like, kind of like, a, like an onion. Like, they kind of peel away more things about him as it goes on. Uh-huh. And you kind of, like, see at the end, like, he kind of gets broken down into, like, oh, shit. Like, like I, I'm... It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't like come right out and like tell you like okay yeah he does this because it's this but like as I was watching him more and more, and you see like he's kind of more insignificant than you think he is uh-huh. and like so then you can kind of see why he acts the way he acts in it uh-huh. and I thought that was a really I thought he was a really cool character yeah I I liked him a lot too and um I liked his whole uh like appearance and facial uh tick that he had going on anytime he yeah. got like angry I, I, whatever they are on his face like scars or whatever would start to like turn like beet red and all yeah. that kind of stuff i thought that was really cool yeah and like well i'll talk more about him in spoilers yeah it, it, we'll He's give like away a like a antagonist yeah. of the movie yeah and like anything that i say involving like who he works for will really give away a huge <laughs> yeah yeah. Thing. yeah but no i thought paul bettany was really interesting in it and i liked and i, I just love characters where it's like they have like no moral compass, so I fucking loved Woody Harrelson in it, too. Yeah, Woody Harrelson, I mean, he played Woody Harrelson in a yeah, Star yeah. Wars movie. Yeah, I know. Like, that's what uh, both me and Chelsea came to agree on. I'm like, yeah, he's gotten to the point in his career where he can just do that. Because people yeah. are looking for a Woody Harrelson type to exactly. be in there. Exactly, exactly. And he fits. Yeah, and his character reminded me a lot of um, Benicio Del Toro's character from uh, Last Jedi. A little like, more he likeable, doesn't really, though. Yeah, but he doesn't really have, like, he doesn't really have... His alliances aren't to a certain group. Like, he just right. kind of... He goes with who has the best offer. Like, especially that scene at the end, like, plays out so well because it's just... It's just people playing off of him to make sure that he does what they want him to do. <laughs> right, yeah. It's... And, uh... I, that's, like, where Han gets a lot of his stuff, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of his personality traits, like, from here on out, are from Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Whatever his name name is in the movie, I don't remember. Yeah, some doobie blop, doobie lorp. Yeah, I don't even think it's really that weird. I'm gonna look it up. But um, as you're doing that, I really enjoyed Woody Harrelson in this. I also really like Chewbacca in this. Yeah, he came off really cool in this. Yeah, well. a lot of surprising things with Chewbacca actually, like that. I was like, I really like that because <laughs> like it's you ne- like you've never seen Chewbacca in another movie like this. No. Like, even though it, it doesn't even take that place that much further away from when you meet him again, it seems like he's aged a lot in those years. <laughs> yeah. Beckett. Beckett is... Beckett. Yeah, that's not what such a weird Yeah, thing. <laughs> but But no, yeah, like, this is like the first movie you see Chewbacca where he kind of thinks for himself, because 
and everything else you just kind of see him like following Han Solo uh-huh. and his orders. But in this, like you kind of see him have like his own personality, and like you mm-hmm. actually kind of see you see what Han Solo has to do to like gain his trust uh-huh. and like kind of develop this friendship with him. Yeah, because they're almost kind of like the same person when they first come across each other, where it's like we're both kind of in this situation and we're kind of fucked and we're the only really two people that can depend on each other. Yeah. Um, I was actually like, I pieced it together before like the reveal was on, but I really, I enjoyed the reveal of Chewbacca in this. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's different. And I wouldn't expect them to ever do that. Yeah. And I like it. He got his weird, like, like, how he has that weird long hair in his face. <laughs> it's like he has like, this weird matted up hair like all over his face. Where it's like, how long were you in that pit? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, uh, uh, pardon us, everybody. There, a giant, a person with a giant dick just drove by. <laughs> um, uh, Lando's in this. Donald Glover's good. Yeah, they good. Do a, a nice job fleshing out Lando a little bit because you only yeah. ever see him in. Um, Empire and Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, you see them both. I forgot about that. Um, Cloud City, bro. I I know, man. I totally (laughs) forgot. Um, Amelia Clark. What did you think about her? She was just kind of there. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Chelsea tried to argue that she was more interesting than she was. I think her character is interesting, but... See, I I don't, really. Yeah, but but I like... Like, they have, like, the whole... How many fucking trucks have to drive by this fucking... (laughs) My God! deafening out there those dudes are gonna go fuck each other later <laughs> those two guys with their fucking trucks this is like this is like a a midwestern redneck mating call everybody <laughs> that you drive past each other revving your enormous truck engine <laughs> to go fuck later yep jesus fucking christ what were we saying amelia clark yeah but no i like i i liked like i thought like her characters was kind of one-dimensional but I liked all that stuff like they had in the background of her where like she's always saying like you don't know what I had to do to do this to like to get here and then like you don't really she almost kind of plays it up where like you kind of know like you kind of have an idea of where she's going to end up what she's going to end up doing but then she kind of turns to like do something else where it's like so are is your motivations to protect Han or do you really want to do this or see and like that's what I didn't really li- I didn't like that because I'm like I don't get what you're about like what are you what is your goal here yeah. what's your motivation and I think that's supposed I think that's what the whole purpose of it is like and that's why I think they're they were planning on making more movies after this oh I can see that like sometimes that works when you don't know what a character's motivation is because it's kind of like Woody Harrelson in this yeah. movie but that was played up a lot better with his character yeah than with because Amelia Clark. everything that he does is just for his own personal gain right but in this like it could be for her own personal gain or it could be because she still has feelings for Han you don't really know either way right yeah but I didn't think it was played up that well um, is there anything else non-spoilery that we can talk about? What do you uh, think about uh, the action scenes? I thought the action was scenes were really good in this. Yeah, there to, was like uh, as a as a full as a broad review for the film. I thought this movie, without like completely copying another film, was felt like that classic Star Wars movie to me. Mm. 
Like it, it felt like it. I kind of felt like, like what, like going back and watching like the original Star Wars hmm. over again, watching this without feeling like, oh, they're just, they're just retreading what Star Wars did. Like this felt like an original story, but in that classic Star Wars sense. Hmm. I didn't feel so much that it felt like a classic Star Wars movie as much as um, it's just another adventure happening over here. But because like the action in this, like I don't think we've ever seen like in a Star Wars movie. No, but yeah, but it. it well, felt... I mean, there's like a big chase scene at the end and in the beginning. Yeah. But like, there's like a train scene that I thought was really good. Yeah. But like, I guess the way it was shot, I'm like, I don't think I've seen like a Star Wars movie shot like this before. But that's not to its detriment either. I'm yeah. like, it's its own thing because it's not like the, all the other Star Wars movies like feel like, especially like the the actual uh, story ones, they yeah. all have, like, the kind of the same kind of feel to them. Yeah. Whereas, like, this felt different, and that's okay, because you're not following a Skywalker or anything like that. Yeah. It's and, like... like <clears throat> I heard, like, another another blanket statement that I heard from reviewers for this was, like, it's not epic enough. And I'm like, motherfucker, like, it's like, I hate when people talk about, like, oh, this, was, this didn't have, like, a big epic story to it. I'm like... If every movie had a big epic story, then what would be so epic about them? Right. And that's why I like this. It's like it's it's a it's a very like small story in this giant universe. Right. And I I I appreciated that it was told like a more smaller story. Yeah. Like this kind of like it's like I think I like the other one like uh this kind of reminds me a lot of like uh Spider-Man Homecoming mm-hmm. where it's like you're following, like, when I went into this, kind of like when I went into Spider-Man Homecoming, like, I was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to take it. And then when I got into it, like, it was a smaller story based on, like, a like a decently well-known character without that big of stakes, and I had fun with it. Yeah, me too. And and it didn't need to be, like, this big, epic, sweeping like film. It just, it just needed to be fun, and I had fun with it. Yeah. And I hate these fucking reviewers that come out and they're just like, well, it wasn't epic enough. I didn't feel any stakes. And I'm like, it's not, it's not supposed to have stakes. What's, what's like damaging is that it's a prequel. So you know that they're going to make it out of pretty much any scrape that they get in. Yeah. Especially like Han and Chewie. Yeah. Like, well, I already know that he meets his end from the business end of his son. Yeah. On some scaffolding with no rail. <laughs> I know. Spoiler. <laughs> like, I know he's probably going to get through this just fine. But there was, like, two action scenes in this where I actually felt, like, real tension. Yeah. And the appeal of movies like this isn't to be like, oh, is Chewbacca going to die here? Yeah. It's about, like, seeing, like, like the things that led to the things that you know and love. Mm -hmm. Like, there are, like, I will say there are some very groan-inducing Easter eggs in this. Mm -hmm. But there's also some ones in here where I was like, oh, that was fun. Uh Uh-huh. So it's like they have that, and then you also they also have like the development of Han into what we know him as. Like, granted, that Han is way more interesting than this one, but it you still kind of see like how can like a, a naive street urchin from like a a shitty junk planet can grow up into like this like maverick pilot that right. <laughs> that doesn't trust anybody. Yeah. And they, I think they set the groundwork for that. Granted, they don't completely spell it out for you, where you, there's still some missing pieces there, where I definitely feel like they 
plan on making more movies after this. Uh-huh. But I feel like they set the groundwork for it where it's like, okay, yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. Um, well, let's stop beating around the bush and get into some spoiler let's stuff. Let's dive into this bullshit. Um, so from here on out, spoilers, uh, would you suggest seeing this movie in the theater? Yeah, I would really... I would really suggest it. I had a, I had a lot of fun watching this, and I I would put it up there as one of my favorites of the newer, of like the newer Star Wars films that have come out so far. Yeah, um, I would agree with you. Like, I wouldn't believe like all like the the hype out there now, like the negative press or whatever. I yeah. think you, if people like the everyday person would go in this, I think they would enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, if you're like a diehard Star Wars fan, you might might not like it. Like. I don't know what to tell you, dude. You're just probably like, just a fucking loser anyway. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like a... Because, like, I'm, I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. Like, there's plenty of, like, shit out there that, like, is... Like, not the normal person would know uh-huh. that I geek out about. But I went into this being, like, this felt like... This felt like genuine Star Wars. Like, granted, the action was a lot more stylized. But, like, I went out, came out of this, like, feeling like how I came out of like watching like the original star wars where i just it was a fun it was just fun uh-huh. like it didn't it didn't like feel like it was being pressured to like make sure you put a joke here so people laugh at this moment so then they're ready for this action yeah like it was just a f- movie to for the sake of being a movie right and i had fun yeah if this wasn't like a star wars movie and it was like I don't know. Like, the guy was, like, Action Johnson or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, this would be a pretty sweet movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yeah. nobody would give a shit. Like, yeah. be like, that was a fucking great action movie or whatever. Yeah. See what they did? But, yeah, I, yeah. I think just because they but plug I, it into the Star Wars thing and it's like, well, you didn't do this, this, this. Yeah. And, that's and especially like, when it comes to, like, franchise movies, I feel like there's, like, this checklist out there that everyone follows where it's like, well, if they don't hit these notes, then I'll say they didn't hit those notes, so I sound smarter than this movie. And so don't go into this, like, with your arms crossed saying, impress me. Yeah. Just go in and just watch it as a movie. Exactly. Jesus. Fucking Um, assholes. So, like, there are nitpicks I do have with this. Yeah. Um, So, like, I don't give a shit about fucking Han Solo's dice. I know! They... This movie was (laughs) jizzing over those dice so much. (laughs) Like, they only made a... I only first learned about them in The Last Jedi. Like, I had no idea they existed <laughs> up until then. And even then, like, when, like, they were brought up, I'm, I was like, what are those? I don't, what? Yeah. Should I know what this is? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. And I then know. they're, they're like, not a huge thing in this, but they keep showing them throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And even it's like more of, like, first an, scene. And it's more of an internet thing, because I think it became more, <clears throat> like, a thing on the internet where, like, people pulled scenes from, like, uh, Empire, mm-hmm. where like they could actually like see like things hanging from, like the like the in the background in the Millennium Falcon, and people are like what's that? And then I think it just kind of came out where it's like, oh well, they're just like these like random like weird gold dice that Han Solo put there, and they're like, oh wow, well what's that? Oh, man, we should probably learn like, more about oh, that. Wow. I, I I found that guys. <laughs> I want to know more about that because I found that. That's mine. Who gives a shit about the dice? Who gives a shit? They're not even, like, a big thing. No. But then, like, the whole... There's, like, legit, like, the first five minutes of this is, a, like, a big... Like, an ode to the dice. Right. Where, like, like this movie, like, go, like grinds to a screeching halt just to show... Whoa, 
Where's the dice at in this situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, hey, stop the action. Where's the dice? Yeah. Oh, oh, Han Solo. Okay, good. Han Solo. Okay, back, back to the action. Han, make sure you grab those dice. Make sure you grab those dice, Han. <laughs> oh shit, what's happening? Oh, 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 we handed him off to this girlfriend. Okay, good. Okay, so she has the dice. Okay, keep that in mind, guys. She has the dice now, so now we know where the dice are. <laughs> This movie could give less of a fuck about the characters and more about where where are the dice. Yeah. <laughs> like that first five minutes, I was like, shut up with the dice. <laughs> um, I want to bring up Chewie once again because, like, uh, I want to bring up that uh, he was introduced almost like the Rancor, pretty much. I was, like, expecting, like, a baby Rancor at first <laughs> and then, like, like, the Beast. And I'm like, oh, shit. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's how I was too. It's like throw him down at the, the beast, and the chain started moving, and I'm like, yeah. "Is this gonna be the fucking rancor?" Yeah, and I'm like, "No, nah, they wouldn't do that." And then like as time, like it kept, I'm like, "I bet you that's fucking Chewbacca down there." Yeah, because like they said, like he uh, hasn't eaten anything in like three days or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like they made him like Chewbacca into like a savage in this. Oh yeah, not like like a wild animal or anything but just like full-on beast mode in this like yeah he whoops a lot of ass in this oh movie. yeah <laughs> there's like that scene uh when they're at uh kessel where he throws a dude like on his face <laughs> like, <laughs> like makes the dude yeah him choke slams him down head. on the top of his head <laughs> <laughs> and like even when he fights han in the that pit yeah. and like bum rushes him and like he smashes into that pipe and just like flop flips around like oh, 100 God, times I know. like damn yeah and then like he makes good on like ripping guy's arms out of his sockets oh yeah just not only just out of his sockets but just it's completely holds, off yeah. and he just holds him there <laughs> and then at like uh near i did the... think it was kind of cheesy when they had han like actually speaking wookie to him i thought that was kind of cheesy like, too dude chewie knows what you're saying just be like, hey, I understand you. Just fucking whatever. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I found that a little off-putting at first. I'm like, you never had to do that in any other ones. I and know. He never, now, if you're watching these as, like, chronologically, like, yeah. why doesn't he ever why do that again? Yeah, why doesn't he just, like, speak to... <laughs> yeah, especially, like, in times where, like, he doesn't want other people to hear him, but he still speaks in English to Chewie. <laughs> yeah. I want someone speaking Wookiee again, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Um. He doesn't do it more than, like, one scene. Yeah, there's so, only like, one scene where he does it, but um, I was still like... What? Okay, this is weird. You're just going. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If they toned it down just a little bit, like he did it out of panic, because he started doing that at first, and he was just like, and then Chewie was like, "What?" (laughs) He's like, "I know what you're saying. Just stop." And then he went into English. That'd be fine. Yeah. But no, he went on for a whole conversation after oh, that. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh, and I can kind of see why they were doing it because they want they were like setting up the whole plan to like escape, and they didn't want the the like the troopers right above them to know what they were planning. Yeah. But he's done that shit in like plenty of other movies where he's speaking to English. Uh-huh. He's speaking English to Chewie, like mapping out a plan where there's like someone that could foil it really close by. Right. So why is he speaking Wookie then? Right. And why wouldn't the guards think that's like, oh, he knows how to talk to him? Let's just kill them both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it looks like it looks like he's kind of taming him. We better kill them. <laughs> we have guns and we have them where we want them. Why don't we just shoot them like fish in a barrel? <laughs> like, huh, I don't get it. Um, so <laughs> Lando is pretty interesting in this because he's like, 
not quite how Billy D played him in like yeah. the original ones, but like he is like super fun loving, and he's not like as far off as I thought. Like um, Alden was from Han Solo to like Harrison Ford. He's like yeah. more closely, like I don't know, not mimicking, but um, encompassing Lando. Yeah, but also you have less to like. You have less of Lando to like go against yeah so you can really do more with it oh yeah for sure you can kind of make it more your own because you don't really know too much about lando's about like you can make him a robot fucker yeah that was <laughs> like that's like a, the been like the biggest thing on the internet for the last few days <laughs> like and at first during the whole movie i'm like so he he really likes his robot like i get it but there is like one part of it where his robot tips the hat like my parts work and i'm like yeah oh well, I mean, fleshlights exist, so is it really that weird? But no, I like I like the idea of Lando being like he's he's considered like this intergalactic Casanova where he can have like any woman that he wants, uh-huh. but like the love of his life is a robot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the he plays it up like that anytime he's at the Sabacc table. Oh he's yeah, like just chatting everybody up oh, around yeah. the table. I yeah. love anytime yeah. he comes like, on. Those Lando scenes. looks like he would fuck anything. <laughs> And they would love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised he didn't, like, try and, like, pass on Han, where he's like, hey, <laughs> I like that quaff you got uh-huh. there. Um, so he was good. So, like, uh, okay, before I forget, there's one thing in the very beginning of this movie, well, roughly the very beginning, the first, like, ten minutes of it. That I just don't like at all. Okay. And it's, I think it's egregious. Okay. <laughs> like, Han, how Han Solo got his full name. <laughs> I think that is the fucking stupidest thing ever. Yeah, especially, like, in a universe where there's a, where there's actual Skywalkers. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was kind of cheesy. It So, like, the reason why we keep, like, correcting ourselves and just saying Han... Is because that's his only name. It's just yeah. Han in the beginning. He was like of this. A, he was is an orphan, right? So, so he was... doesn't come from a family, so he yeah. doesn't have like a surname or whatever. Yeah. And so when he's trying to escape like his captors, he quickly and in, goes into like enlist into the em- empirical uh em- the empire yeah. into the into like the empire's army or whatever, mm-hmm. and like your full name, and he's like Han. <laughs> that's it. Oh, you don't have a family <laughs> or whatever. He's like, no. So you're solo, and then I wouldn't say like that. No, it's not as He's shitty like, as what Han, I'm saying. Solo, and then like, but I, but it is cheesy. But it does kind of set the precedence for like what Han Solo is, where he is a loner. Sure. Like, even down to like. Even, when, but even not, down, he's got like partners with him all the time. He's got Chewy with him. But in the end, like in the long run, like he's always just by himself. Like yeah, Chewy in the is long with run, him. He's with Chewy. Yeah, it, he is with <laughs> Chewy. But like he never like Chewy's like his partner. But in the end, like he always skirts off and does his own thing with Chewy. Yeah. Or the time he marries Princess Leia and has a family. But then even then, he still <laughs> deserted them. That's true. <laughs> But I, I thought that was stupid. I'll never get over it. I thought it was dumb. Yeah. Like, he could just be named Han Solo, and it wouldn't yeah. change the movie at all. Yeah. I know. I It is it is super cheesy. Like, there are moments in here where, like, they really beat it over your head where it's like, huh? Yeah. Huh? Right. 
but there's um, but but in that same retrospect like there are instances where i'm like oh shit that's kind of cool that kind of brought that back there mm. like uh when uh beckett wears the the outfit that leia wore lando or land yeah that lando <laughs> oh yeah that lando wore when they uh uh Go to Jabba's Go Palace. Go to Jabba's Palace. Yeah, I'd like that. Where it's like, that's just like a good outfit they have in it's the Millennium. Yeah, where it's like, in yeah, the, in the just like, yeah, I don't know where this came from, but it's it's in there somewhere. <laughs> I like that. And I guess and when they upload uh, L7 into the Millennium Falcon, I guess there are scenes from like, the Emp- like Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi where like C-3PO says, I plugged into the Millennium Falcon. Let me tell you, she is... Quite a no. She is like quite oh. disrespectful. Oh and stuff. yeah, yeah. Like there's I, like small things like that where like they do hint in the other movies that Millennium Falcon is alive, and in this they actually do set it up where it's like, oh, that's there's like an AI plugged. Yeah, into it. yeah. I um I I heard that and I totally like don't remember any of those things happening, but like I don't. I mean, I'm not like the biggest Star Wars mm-hmm. guy, so I'm like, yeah, sure, I, I, maybe I remember that. And they also know. like, and it also sets up where it's like Han Solo might not be as great as he says he is because, <laughs> like, he's got this AI like navigating for him, but he's taking all the credit for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like that. Even like down to doing the Kessel Run, where like he needed they needed to upload <laughs> L7 into it just to do the Kessel Run. Mm-hmm. So like, he, like all of his like big pilot. Uh, like uh, expertise. Yes, is all down to like. Well, he's got this amazing navigator, right? Plugged directly into his into his ship, right? Um, the Kessel Run is in this movie. Yeah, that's I liked that whole action scene actually quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, that was that pretty was cool. really good. Um, they even like show how the Millennium Falcon becomes a giant piece of shit too. Yeah, I know. Like so. He wins it from uh, uh, Lando in a Sabacc game. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't well, win not, it. Well, not there. Yeah. But um, he gains it from, like, the meeting him at, like, the first time he meets Lando. And yeah. they go on, like, this huge run or whatever. And, like, it's pristine. Yeah. And I'm like, man, how does this get to where it's oh. just this rink oh, they show. piece of shit? They show. And, like... <laughs> It doesn't happen over like a series of years. It nope, happens in one <laughs> in twelve parsecs. <laughs> That's how long it takes yeah. for it to become like pristine to this heap. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, they never they're just continually fixing it up from there yeah. on out and yep. never gets to the any better. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like it's like you think think back to all the times where it's like, like this thing? Did the castle run in twelve parsecs? <laughs> where you're like yeah, when it was like brand spanking new and like amazing looking, now it's like a hunk of shit <laughs> held together with. I yeah, I dare you do the ex- that exact same thing with it looking like that. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> this is kind of like off subject, but uh, before we were started recording, Chelsea was talking about it when we were sitting at the table or whatever, and she wanted me to bring up some of her favorite things and what. She was laughing at really oh, hard yeah. in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she brought up... So what was she laughing at really hard? So it was during when you first meet Lando, and they're in, like, that big... uh, That whole facility or whatever, and they come across those, like, robot fights or whatever. 
Yeah. And uh, what's her name? Like L7. It starts arguing with this cage. And Ron Howard's brother oh, yeah. comes out. Because <laughs> he's got to make a cameo in all of his fucking movies. <laughs> Chelsea lost her mind when Ron Howard's brother got screen time. She audibly was laughing in the theater. <laughs> and then when that robot grabbed his face, she was just, like, inconsolable. Like, she, whatever reason... Thinks it's this big Hollywood conspiracy that Ron Howard's brother has to be in all of his shit, and she loves it every single time. And I'm like, I don't think this is this big conspiracy. I but... think it's just Ron Howard's likes putting his brother in shit. <laughs> I mean, I like his brother. Yeah, I think he's funny. He plays always Fucking like Clint a... Howard. Yeah, a greasy bastard and everything that he's in. Has <laughs> a lazy eye, and... <laughs> but uh. That's what she was going on about. Just the, a Ron Howard brother sighting. That would uh, be something Chelsea would lose her mind over. <laughs> yeah, it is completely yeah. something. Something totally odd. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, also a fact that A New Hope was released 40 years exactly uh, to the date of this being released. My God. This little fact that I forgot to say on the top of the uh, ooh hour there, um, hot stuff. What else? What else you got about this movie? Um, well, I'll, I'll go back and talk about uh, why, like, um, God damn it, what's his name? Like the main baddie in it, um, Harrison Ford, not Harrison Ford, Woody <laughs> yeah. Harrelson. No, um, oh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, Paul Bettany. Like, uh, I like him because. Like, the first scene they show him in was just kind of, like, dumb because it's just, like, the typical bad guy scene where it's like, I just killed someone. Oh, yeah. clean that up for me. Yeah. But, I got a party to go to. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, like, I like it because, like, I would have liked him so much better if they never showed that because the first time you see him after that, like, he's a really nice guy. Right. Like, even, like, Han Solo's like, oh, well, this is going to be way easier than I thought it was going to be. He uh-huh. seems really nice. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the more they go on and, like, the more that they show that they didn't do the plan that he wanted them to do. Like, he just becomes more and more infuriated and more frustrated. And a little more, like, unhinged and, like, yeah. don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. And I, I like that, where, like, he, you can see, like, like he's still trying to stay a nice guy, but there's just, like, he's like, ah, oh, damn, man, I just wish you would have done this. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> and then like, he's like looking over at like Amelia Clark where he's just like, what do we do? Like, what do you want to, what should we do now? Like, he's just kind of like, like he seems kind of frantic and like, uh, he doesn't come off that frantic. Oh, he's pretty frantic. Not, like he's like throwing a... shit and stuff. Like, he's not, no, he's not. He's not getting He all that struck upset. me as pretty frantic because, and but it makes sense though because you find out at the end that he's not the one in charge, all and then right. and There's then all always those two, yeah, and then all <laughs> those scars on his face, like it kind of like strike struck me as like he's like a guy that got a promotion but then realized right away that it's a promotion you don't want, right? Where like he's like, man, just make it right because if you don't make it right, then I have to kill you. And then I'm going to get fucked up again. <laughs> like, that's what he kind of struck me as. And I thought that was a really cool idea for, like, a villain. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, he's he's completely in control and, like, trapped in that control all at the same time. Yeah. Where he has to answer to somebody who's going to fuck him up if this doesn't happen. Right. 
So he's just, he's gonna kill you because if, if I don't kill you, he's gonna kill me. So I have to kill you, but then I still have to face my own consequences. So that's why I'm frustrated with this situation. Yeah, do you just want to come out and say, like, who he's actually under? Yeah, which is... Uh, I don't even know if I like it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell if I like it either. Yeah, so... He works for Darth Maul. Yeah. From uh from the Phantom Menace. Uh-huh. And I guess he does have like a cool uh mythology in like the comic and the books. Uh-huh. And uh even in um in uh Clone Wars and uh Rebels. Star or Star Wars Rebels, I guess they gave him a really cool storyline. Uh-huh. And uh so it's like I mean if they do it right, sure. But it's like it feel it when the way they presented it, it felt like another one of those, huh? Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> uh, at first, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." They're bringing him back. Like that was like a fan favorite. Everyone yeah. pretty much loves Darth Maul. I bet you a lot of people are like, "Wasn't he cut in half?" Because <laughs> like, if you don't, if you only watch the movies and don't go into any of the supplementary material, like, yeah. how does this work? Yeah. So, so like, if you don't know, which anyone listening to this probably does, yeah. I'm assuming, like, he is cut in half in The Phantom Menace, and, the, like, is dumped on some, like, garbage planet or whatever. Yeah. And, like, crafts himself some, like, metal robot legs. Yeah. Like, it starts, I guess it starts out where, like, he makes himself, like, spider legs, mm -hmm. and, like, his horns get super long, mm -hmm. and he, like, eats people <laughs> yeah. for a time, and then, then like... The Clone Wars or something, like, he, like, his brother finds him and then, like, brings him back. Savage Oppress? God. <laughs> These fucking names, man. They're so bad. <laughs> the only reason I remember that is I just heard it recently and I'm like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, but then he fancies himself some new real people legs. Yeah. But they're just yeah. robot legs or whatever. But, like. I don't know. You like hear him clanking about when yeah. he's talking yeah, to yeah, him yeah, on yeah. a hologram. But I've heard, like, really cool, like, <laughs> they've, like, fashioned, like, a really cool storyline for him in, like, the Rebels. Like, I guess, like, there's supposed to be, like, a really cool, like, confrontation between him and Obi-Wan again, where it's, like, the older Obi-Wan against mm. Darth Maul, which I think that's, like, a cool, like, kind of a full circle type thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know too much. I didn't watch Rebels. I think it doesn't. I think Rebels takes place, like, before the original trilogy. Yeah, it's, like, right before the original trilogy, I think. And so, like, if... Gauging by the timeline in this, like, he can't be around that much longer from here. Yeah. To... I, th I think he meets his end in Rebels. Like, he dies yeah. in Rebels. But like, I, I don't think, know. Like, uh, not to spoil Rebels for people that want to see it, but I think it's, like, he meets up with... Obi-Wan on Tatooine, uh -huh. and, like, they have one last lightsaber duel where he ends up killing him. Gets cut in half again? Me, probably. <laughs> I, I want to say, like, I, I, could be, I could be totally wrong about this, but I think the Emperor sends him to secretly kill Luke so that Darth Vader doesn't know that he exists. And oh, okay. then Obi-Wan find, Obi finds out and cuts him off before he's able to do it, and then they have a duel and he kills him. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'd like that. Why wouldn't they put that in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what are they doing? Um, well, that seems like a double cross, JT. 
And I got something to say about Double Cross. Uh-oh. Because everyone is double-crossing each other in this movie so much, especially in this last act where it's just like, I don't fucking care anymore. But I like that, though. I It almost went <laughs> one too many steps above me where I'm just like, fucking make up your mind what you want to do here. <laughs> but I, I th- the reason I like that is because, especially coming from Han Solo's point of view, like, he feels that the way that yours that you feel where it's like uh-huh. what are these people doing right <laughs> like who do i trust now uh-huh. and i think that's why he's, he's so stuck to chewy because they're legit stuck in the same situation where they both don't know who the fuck to trust uh-huh. even the person that he knew most of his entire life like ended up double crossing him i just found that it was it's, it was very convenient double-crossing and where it looked like they had to know future events, what was going to happen and take place. I mean, they they say it in dialogues, like, you're yeah. predictable. You don't trust nobody. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It was just like it, one of those things where it's like, it was so on the nose. Yeah. It's like, you're predictable. I knew what you are going to do, so I had these people double-cross your people outside, but you're double-crossing me because I know you would because you said don't trust anybody, or, or maybe that was the other way around. But, but, anyway, no, but I, it's a whole thing. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Like it, is, it is definitely like a, a double-cross on top of a double-cross on top of a double-cross, but I do like the way that they they play Beckett where it's like, like he's Him, definitely just yeah. like, he's just like, well, fuck, you, well, you have all the, the shit that I can sell. I'm on your side now. Like, oh, you have it? Well, I'm on your side. Where it's like he just only plays to himself. Right. I, I did like at the end where Beckett um, was, he's like, the, like the first big one. It's like, well, I'm actually against you. Yeah. And then when, like, shit hits the fan, he's like, nope, I'm out for myself. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like no, no, wait. I'm so <laughs> I joined your side and now you have nothing. Fuck you. All right, now I'm back to doing this. <laughs> that I didn't mind so much. Yeah. I like that. I was like, he's out for number one. Yeah, so. but it definitely felt like Han Solo had this weird convoluted plan that led to what essentially was the end where you're like, okay, like you're you're not so savvy that you, sh- you could have thought of all of this. Right. See, that's like the thing that I like about Han Solo in general, like in the original trilogy he seems to just kind of fall into things yeah and so like he does he's not like a master strategist or no. anything like that he comes by things through luck most of the time or yeah. by the skin of his teeth and the whole time he's like saying like how ridiculous things are yeah it's like you realize the force sounds stupid <laughs> and like yeah. that's like the kind of things that i was like missing from all the aaron right yeah it's like but there are stuff there's things like that in this that i did like where like every time people came up to him and wanted to know a situation he would always present like the best case scenario like it was the surefire thing that was going to happen yeah. he had gusto for sure yeah where it's like <laughs> oh yeah well yeah we're totally like uh when he gets chewbacca to follow him he's like oh well the ship's waiting for me we're totally gonna we, they're totally gonna pick me up but he didn't know for sure they were just like he was just like, just wait for me. And they just walk away without even say anything. So it's like, oh, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so then he, like, when he comes across Chewbacca and tells him that there's a ship waiting for him, he, like, presents it like it's a surefire, like it's a surefire thing. Like it's 100% going to happen. But it's like, he's only presenting the best case scenario. He's not saying, 
but they could also fuck me over and leave without me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I like I like those elements of it where he only presented the best case scenario to everyone around him, even though that, that's probably wasn't what was what was what, what wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Let me talk. Um. Also, did you find this ham fist or not, or was it just something that I picked up? That at the end where he finally has a standoff with Woody Harrelson that Han shoots first. <laughs> I think that was just kind of like another like like he, little yeah, wink and a nod. Yeah, they were just kind of doing the whole like fuck George Lucas there. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like well, Han Solo will shoot a motherfucker if it, if it, if it ends up being his life over theirs. Right. I see cuz I like with the whole speculation that whole thing. It kind of like puts a stamp on, like, what the actual answer is so it can shut the other half of the people up. Yeah. Like, he's gonna shoot Woody Harrelson first because he was gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. And so that's his outlook. It's like, if he, if I think somebody's gonna kill me, I'm gonna shoot him first. Yeah. Like, fuck them. Even, even down to where Woody Harrelson, like, said, good job. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, thank God you did it, kid. Because I was going to kill you. Yeah. Like, that was, like, a real line in this movie. Yeah, it was. That was kind of <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> um, what did you think of, like, Amelia... Oh, did we already bring that up? Like, Amelia Clark, like, turning bad? We kind of, sort of did. Uh, like, it's another one of those things where it's, like, you need another movie to see what... Yeah. Like, what, what is she up to? Right. And, I, yeah, she's definitely, like, a character where it's, like, she was more along the lines of a... Like, kind of an intrigue as opposed to, like, a fully fleshed out character. Yeah. And I think you need another movie to know what she's really up to. I like, can agree with I that. I don't think you're really supposed to go into this being like, I know exactly what she is. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, The one only other note I got here is... um, So what they... This is my, my thing where they bring up at the end where I feel like this and a new hope can't be that far away from each other. Yeah. Cause they bring up going to see Jabba. Yeah. And like at the beginning of a new hope, like he's, he owes Jabba money. So yeah. like granted, maybe he can work with him for a longer amount of time, but I feel like if they're already bringing that up, like, yeah, but I feel like there is a history there though, because yeah. he knows Greedo by name and like, He's he has kind of like he's like synony- knows known synonymously through Tatooine and this is his first time going to Tatooine. Yeah. So it's like there's definitely like he's definitely developed a reputation in Tatooine and with Jabba uh-huh. by the time you see him in a new hope. So like there can be a history there. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. I I'm, I'm this is my mindset. If like this is where they're going to write at, right after this movie. Yeah. And they set, like, all those things up where it's like, yeah, I'm going to Tatooine. Like, that's where you meet him in A New Hope. So I'm like, he didn't... Yeah. Like, to me, like, they don't really have that much far of a gap to go. Yeah. So I'm like, that. that's the only reason I'm like, where does, like, if he changes that much in so many years, like, why? He doesn't... Nothing seems to happen yeah. if they're already setting up events that lead up to right up to A New Hope. Yeah. That was my only argument. And you can disagree with it if you want. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to be no, buttered like, I about can't, it. I don't know. I don't see it being, like, so close to what to when A New Hope happens. Like, I can see it, it's I, just... Yeah, I can see it being, like, ten years or whatever yeah. it is. But at the same time, like, if it's... Sure, it is ten years. Then, like, then don't bring up, like, something that 
you're going to be at in like a new hope and you're bringing up stuff that like Jabba, like you reference it in a new hope where this is like leading up to yeah, like have something else happen in between. So you have like a bigger swath of time. Yeah. See, I would like, a like <laughs> instead of doing like all of these, like focusing on characters, I would like them to like focus on planets, like do like a Tatooine, a star Wars story where it's like all these like major characters that, you know, are, operating within this one planet and then their actions even though they're not directly correlating with each other like cause them to do something else mm. like because han solo works for jabba on tatooine it causes obi-wan to do something else which causes like young luke skywalker to do something else sure because tatooine there's a lot of fucking people from <laughs> from like the original Star Wars that are on Tatooine at that right. one one in this one particular moment in right. instance. Right. Yeah, that's true. How about that? You can um, even do like do like a weird thing where it's like, oh, uh, a young Princess Leia is visiting Tatooine <laughs> on a uh, on a diplomatic mission, <laughs> and then she does something that orchestrate orchestrates a different set of events, like shit, like that. Like it's just. I don't know. Like, there's. It feels like Tatooine needs like its own movie. Like, there's so much shit going on there. Even though it's like this weird dust bowl looking piece <laughs> of shit planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like at this point, I'm just looking forward to like the chapter movies more or less myself. Yeah, but you know, but it's like all these like uh, Star Wars story movies end up being close to like my favorites because like Rogue One was really good, and this was good. And, yeah. like, the chapter movies are good, but it feels like they're trying way too hard to, like, modernize them and try to stick to, like, that formula that pisses me off about critics, where it's like, okay, be funny here, make this epic, do this. Yeah. But where, where with this, it feels like they're experimenting more, and it feels like more of, like, a original type of concept within this universe. Yeah, I, I mean, I like this one. I think I might even like this more than, like, Rogue One. Yeah. Um... I, I like the end of Rogue One, yeah. but, like, I don't remember anything that happens, like, in the first, like, two acts of it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't care about it so much. Yeah, it is, like, kind of, like, especially with, like, the characters, like, all dying off so fast, it is kind of, like, a throwaway story, but I do like how dark it was, and they showed that not everyone in the in the Rebellion was, like, this squeaky clean character. Right. Like, that's what kind of pissed me off about this, when they had those Marauders. Yeah. And they did that whole thing where it's like, they like this criminal organization tortured us, and we really need this fuel. And then Han was like, well, let's help them. I'm like, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. You'd tell them to go fuck themselves. Right, yeah. Also, <laughs> did, is this where, like, the rebellion starts? Is this? Yeah, they kind of make it where it's like, they kind of, like, hint that, like, the rebellion started because they were ripping off criminal organizations to raise enough funds to actually take on the empire that's what yeah. i kind of garnered that's from what it. i got it too and i'm like i mean that's interesting but it still made them seem like way more goody two shoes like i would have like i like to see more like gray area with like the rebellion where it's like we fucked over a lot of like decent people to get to this point for mm -hmm. the greater good mm -hmm. so then it's like so what's worth the greater good yeah yeah, but I, I guess mean, but you see a, you see that in Rogue One. Yeah, but like that's probably something that Disney doesn't really want to fuck with. Probably not. Where it's like, yeah, let's take these good guys and make them shitheads. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Like, I would have loved, like, a, a scenario with, like, the Jedis where they end up being, like, a borderline, like, socialist type thing where they, like, they just, like, okay, you guys don't know how to handle yourselves, so we're taking over. Which I felt like that's what they were doing in uh, Revenge of the Sith where they were, like, okay, this is getting out of hand. We're taking over. Just listen to us. And then they're, like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> we like this guy. We didn't. We didn't ask you guys to take us over. Right. Like, yeah, but he's evil. We're saying he's evil. We're taking over. Right. It's like, it's kind of sounds like you're trying to run a coup here. <laughs> See, I don't like the way the prequels set up the Jedi. Like, I liked him. The vague notion of him is like, they're kind of like these people that follow this this re- semi religion, and they have. Like, they can harness the power of the Force or whatever. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. But in, like, the prequels, they make him out to be, like, like, I don't know, like, this weird cult where they kind of control, like, a lot. Yeah, like, I feel like they were kind of like a like a government console. Like, that's who you went to where it's like, okay, this is getting kind of heavy for me. Let me go ask the Jedi and see what they would do. Right. So then, like, the Republic would go to the Jedi and ask, okay, what do we do in this situation? And they would take them under consideration. They wouldn't, like, give them, like, power to, like, actually do stuff. But they would be like, how do we tackle this? And then they would kind of follow that. Right. But then it got to a situation here where it's like, look, things are getting way too out of control. Let's just take a... How about we just be the government? And they're like, no. Right. (laughs) Like, the, I find it weird that they, like, take children really young to teach them this whole religious thing, and they can't be with, like, romantic with yeah, people. Yeah, it is like, weird. Like, the whole feeling, like, you're not supposed to have emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck are you, you can't be happy or sad or anything that real people <laughs> feel. You have to just be this pent-up fucking stiff. And no. That has, like, a measurable... Like, no wonder... Like, the only reason that why why it is even conceivable that you'd want to go to the dark side is so you could cut loose. No shit. Just, like, have a beer. Yeah. Get sweet electric powers. (laughs) Like, that would be, like, the big draw. Like, otherwise, you're just, like, fucking boring. I would love a a Star Wars story where, like, someone who's really powerful with a force doesn't join either side. They're just, like... You guys are just being stiff motherfuckers. Uh-huh. Like, you don't have to be all one way or all another way. You can just be you. Right. I think they bring that up loosely in The Last Jedi, where there's, like, a shade of gray. Yeah. A little bit. But I'd like to see that, too. Yeah, because, like, um, if you ever played, like, Star Wars The Force Unleashed video game, like, it's a lot like that, where, uh-huh. like, you play as... We're getting super Star Wars nerdy here. <laughs> but, like, if you ever play uh, the Force Unleashed uh, video game, like, you play, like, a story that's happening, like, right before A New Hope where you're Darth Vader's secret apprentice. Right. Who's being trained to kill the Emperor for Darth Vader. Uh-huh. And you slowly morph into, like, this Jedi with this shade of gray to you where, like, you were, you were born in the dark side, but now you're seeing the dark side super fucked because it's like you get to a certain level and then everyone's just out to kill you. So then uh, you go to like towards the Jedi, but you still kind of maintain like those like 
primal instincts to actually like kill what's trying to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so, like, a pretty that, cool idea. Yeah, it's really fucking it's like a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Like I almost I like went back and played it again like on a like I think Molly had like a subscription to like that PS like PS Plus or whatever. PS Now or something where oh. it's like you get like the subscription service and they had it on there. And I went back and played it again just for the story because the story is really fucking cool. Cool. But, but yeah, like something like that where it's like you have to be like a fucking stick in the mud on, in in both yeah. situations. You can just be you and still have the force. Right. Who knows, man? Maybe in that galaxy doesn't work like that. Yeah. So that, that's our Star Wars nerd talk <laughs> for this. It was bound to break down into that. Yeah, I know. It was. Like if you went into this being like just like, oh, they're just going to talk about solo like a like a couple of guys like no we're gonna go star wars nerd with this shit yeah and i always don't think i know as much as i do and then we get into it and like, <laughs> like yeah i know God what that is damn it i'm, I'm a like, fucking, fucking star wars nerd fucking nerd <laughs> God damn it oh uh, well <laughs> let's wrap this thing up what would you uh what would you grade uh solo well uh you definitely pointed out like a lot more cheesy things than i remembered from it uh-huh. But I did have a lot of fun with it. Like right. I still consider this like one of one of my favorite newer Star Wars films that have come out. So I'm gonna give it a uh, a very high B plus. Okay. I had a lot of fun with this, and uh, I think like uh, yeah, you should totally check it out if you even have an inkling of of a uh, fandom for Star Wars because it like. Even though the action doesn't completely match up to the action in like the original trilogy, it has that feeling to it. Yeah, I, I would give this a super solid B. Yeah, there were things that I nitpicked on it that like really I, at points I'm like, ah, that is so lame. And like, yeah, it could have been because eighty percent of this movie was reshot and rewritten. So, like, that's a big part where they're like, I don't have a lot of time to like yeah. think of this through completely. So just like ride with it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but did you, did you see that, uh, Lord Miller were producers of this movie still? Yeah, they were still producers. Yeah. it's like, oh, cool. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, I'd give it a, <laughs> I'd give it a solid B. I, it was right. a great action movie. I yeah. liked it as an action movie. It's a lot of fun. Like at first I was going in and I was like apprehensive about, um, Alden Ehrenreich's performance. But then once you fall into it, I'm like, I'm just going to let this movie take me for a ride. And yeah. I liked it. Uh, there were a few nitpicks that I had, but I have those with any movie. So exactly. give it a solid B. This is the burden we bear. Right. I don't think this movie is as bad as what everyone is telling you on the internet. Yeah. So I think you will see it and enjoy it. And I yeah. think in like 10 years where everyone stops caring about this, they'll be like, that movie was pretty good. Yeah. And they catch it on like TV or whatever. Yeah. Now, listen, we did not critique this because... Script wasn't tight, <laughs> or because the comedy was all over the place. Uh-huh. We actually have viable reasons. So fuck you, critics. <laughs> yeah. The real deals over here. Yeah, I heard so many reviews for this. It just made me seething. It was so vague and so <laughs> stupid. I'm probably gonna listen to a bunch tomorrow to see what people oh, say. Oh God. But... Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun for me to either just stop it immediately or just continue <laughs> and be like, stop oh, provoking. you're just an asshole that just wants to fucking hate for the sake of hating. Right. Uh, but anything else you've been into this last week? Uh, me and Molly saw the P.T. Barnum biopic 
the greatest oh showman. <laughs> this is just, just fucking awful. <laughs> There's a few catchy songs, uh-huh. but it's it's so cheesy and over the top, uh-huh. and they even just manipulate facts to make P.T. Barnum seem like a fucking god. Where it's like, I figured that they would. It is. Awful. It's so bad. It's so bad. They rewrote history, right? Yeah. Even like the they have like the instance where it's like the the part where you're supposed to feel sad. Yeah. Where uh the museum burns down because a hate group comes in and they don't like freaks. Uh-huh. So they start a fight and it knocks oh, a lantern over God. and it burns on the museum. Oh shit. But in history it's widely considered that PT Barnum was losing money, so he burned down the museum for insurance money. <laughs> What a prick. So, <laughs> yeah, they are throwing a fuck ton of glitter on a turd in this. Oh, God. But, I mean, there's some fun dance numbers, and there's some a few catchy songs. That's all you should take from this. Because <laughs> okay. it is n- by no means in the slightest historically accurate. Great. Perfect. <laughs> And uh, me and Molly also saw the HBO film Fahrenheit 451. Oh, yeah. How was that? Ugh, it's fucking terrible. Oh, is it? Oh, no. It's bad. Like, uh, Molly was way more critical about it because she read the book. Yeah. And she said there's only one scene in it that's from the book, and it's like the most well-known scene. Is it like the opening scene? <laughs> Not the opening. It's like more near the middle. It's like where like the... Uh, this old woman burns herself with her books. Oh, okay. I never finished this book, but I did start reading it. Yeah. But it does not follow the book in the slightest, according to Molly. And, like, just from a person that's never read the book, just watching it, it's boring as fuck. <laughs> like, there's long sequences where there's just guys talking, and then, like, whenever they don't know what to show, they just have long sweeping shots of, like, a CG city with like just like screens and stuff when like a bunch of like emojis on things mm. where it's just like it's just so dumb. Mm. And like Molly described the book to me. The book sounds interesting as hell. Mm-hmm. This movie was not that book. <laughs> it all right. Kind of really sucks a lot. <laughs> I, I was not. Kind of really sucks a lot. Yeah, I. <laughs> I was, like, falling asleep at certain times, and I, when I'd wake up, I felt like I didn't miss anything. <laughs> oh, God. Like, it, it is Dreadful. dog shit. I did not like it at all. We're gonna catch that. HBO! <laughs> Check out. They even, like, make it where it's, like, the the fireman precinct was Fahrenheit 451, which isn't that. It's only called Fahrenheit 451 because that's the temperature that, that uh, paper, burns. paper burns. Yeah. But they actually, like... Name There's, a fire yeah. station. So much of this shit is just like they took things that were concepts from the book and they like materialized them. Like there's like a like a word that the old woman says when she burns herself alive with her books. Yeah. And it's supposed to mean like uh, one is all. But then they like, take that word and it's like, no, but it's actually like a thing that we're going to follow throughout this movie. It's like that's not what's supposed to be. It's just supposed to be like a statement, but they like find a way to materialize it so that it's like MacGuffin they have to follow. Ugh. So it's like, fuck this. <laughs> it's, Ooh. Yeah. 
Well, that sucks. So, yeah, Fahrenheit 451 is terrible. But uh, something good I'll bring up. Okay. <laughs> um, Netflix has done a thing with Vox, which I listened okay. to. Uh, Vox has like a, a a daily podcast they do called Today Explained. Uh-huh. So they put out a uh, – it's like an 18-minute uh, series called Explained. They put out like an 18-minute long uh, episode every uh, every Wednesday. Okay. Where uh, they just tackle like a random thing. Like they put three episodes out when they debuted and it's like they do like uh, an episode on monogamy. Uh-huh. They do an episode on uh, designer babies and they do one on the racial uh, – the financial racial the racial financial gap okay and they're both like really interesting vox is really good i watch uh some of their youtube content really yeah. interesting yeah they do a they do an episode on the on the racial financial gap and it's like the best way i've ever seen it explained okay like before that i would just like i kind of had like a like i didn't really know how to like take like the whole like like the whole like forty acres and a mule type thing, where it's like, I mean, that was a long time ago. But then they like frame it in a way where it's like, no, it actually is a big deal because of this. And you're like, oh shit, yeah, they <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, they need that. Yeah. <laughs> and it we'll and it's done it in a yeah, and it's done in a way where it's really interesting. And they, like all three episodes that I've seen so far are like that, where they they frame it in a way where it's like, this is a big thing going on in the, in the country right now. Let's go back and show you why it's a big thing, and now speed you up to today and show you what what the measures are being taken today to make this a thing. Oh boy! And it's and they do that all in eighteen minutes, and it's really fucking interesting. Good deal. Yeah. So if you have Netflix, check out Explained on uh, on Netflix. Okay. Um, I have only been really into one thing this last week, and it's been the newest season of Arrested Development. Yeah, I saw that came out. Uh, I caught the first three episodes of the season, and it uh, follows, like, immediately after season four. Yeah. And I just came right off the remix of it, and it follows it just right off the bat, like, the next day. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Like, it it starts, like, uh, two months later, and then catches you up to speed to how it got there. Yeah. But, like, I, I think it's just as good as... The previous seasons, I don't think it captures the magic as much as, like, the first two seasons did. Yeah. But it's still, like, if you're on board for it still, like, it, you won't be disappointed. Right on. Well, I don't think they're going to have another season after this. I don't think so either. Because there's been some shit going down. Yeah, I, I've, I've only heard it peripherally, but I want to, like, dig deeper into it. It's, yeah, it's bad. Is it Jeffrey Tambor stuff? Yeah, Jeffrey Tambor's stuff... Uh, Jessica Walter being harassed stuff and uh, Jason Bateman like almost defending Jeffrey Tambor and then being ridiculed on on in on the internet. I saw that part of it. Yeah. What was the Jessica Walter stuff? She was just uh, Jeffrey Tambor. I guess was like really hard to work with this season okay. and like was like really in her face and like I guess they did a panel piping this season and like people started asking her about it and she like broke down in tears and like talked about how she didn't want to work with him ever again. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I only say that because like the one, the few scenes that I've, I've seen with her in it, it just seems like maybe she is not in it as much as everybody else is. Yeah. 
Like she's kind of like I'm done with this. Yeah. And like that I maybe that doesn't come across to anybody else but to me I'm just like maybe she wasn't in this as much. She didn't want to do it yeah. as much as everybody else. But I like Michael in it and uh um Michael Sarah He's good in it. Yeah. Job's great in it. Yeah. I think Job so far has been my favorite in it. <laughs> um, and then Buster. Did you see any of season four? Yeah. Um, so, you know how he get like a replacement, like big hand from the army. Yeah. Like it's not the same size of his other one. Well, like in this, he like, he takes off the actual like aesthetically good looking hand part to wash it. <laughs> yeah. So underneath he's got like a Terminator hand. <laughs> And so he, like, scares the shit out of Michael with it right as he gets introduced. And he's like, hey, brother. And he's got, like, this crazy metal Terminator hand. And he's like, oh, God. And, like, scares the shit out of him. And it's so good. Oh, shit. But, yeah. I and They also call back a lot to season four, too. So if you didn't catch it all, like, you can kind of get up to speed. Yeah. They show, like, the whole thing where Michael tells everyone they're out of the movie again yeah. like we just tears up the con like guess what you're out of the movie and they keep going on with that stuff so you're not up to speed with any of what he did in season four that's kind of like what he was doing so um anyway i like it i'm gonna finish it and see, how, right, it, uh, see how it is yeah i want to jump into it sometime soon good but that's uh that's all i've been into this last week gotcha well, if people want to talk about internet controversies with you, where could they do that? <laughs> oh, please do it. Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for everyone on Instagram. And hey, why not? Bucky for everyone on Snapchat, Troy. Uh, you can find me at Troy the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter, where you can vote for the newest attorney of Random Movies, Volume yes. 3. Big Mama's House versus Aladdin. <laughs> Who's going to win? So you can do that, or you can just hit us up on recommendations of what we should be watching or things that yes. we have watched and what you liked or did not like. Um, throw in your opinion. We yes. like, we'll read it on the air. We will. How do you like that? Uh, you can find us on a myriad of platforms, such as Google Play, which I think is now YouTube Music, but I'm not quite sure about that. Meh. We'll look into it later. <coughs> Stitcher and <laughs> iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, then you can rate and review us there. If you don't have time to write a comment, you can do a uh, star rating if you'd like. Mm-hmm. It takes like all but a second. Yes. Because if you like so, the show, so fast. that helps other people find the show, too. Uh, if you got something to say, let's, uh, let's spread the word of us. Spread the gospel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we we're Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's let's, right. Let's let's put that out there right now. And if you there all, go. if you also Perfect. like the show, then uh, share it with a friend. Come on, just go to an Apple store and subscribe on every single computer. Yeah, why not? Just go down the line. Go to your nearest library. Yeah, and if you hate the show, take a phone of your enemy. And subscribe to it on his podcast. Exactly. What's the big We'll deal? talk shit about him. Send us an email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So our email is at reviewreviewpod on, on, yeah. at gmail.com. Give us the name of your enemy that you put us on his phone, and then and we'll, we'll talk, talk shit talk about shit him. about Mike or yeah. Beth. Oh, come on. Leave Beth out of this. <laughs> Thunder thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she secretly listens to this. Uh, me too. <laughs> um, but uh, that's all the places you can find us. So until next time, what do we got coming up, JT? Well, Troy, since it's kind of an off week, uh, I decided that it's a, a better time as any, since we're going to probably be busy this whole summer, uh-huh. to dive into the winner 
of the Review Review Tournament of Random Movies 2. Great. We're going into the deep west <laughs> and talking about that famous showdown of the OK Corral for Tombstone. Sweet deal. Winner of the tourney 2 next week, yes. Tombstone. Tombstone. Check it out sometime. Hell yeah. Or preferably before next week. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. But uh, until we watch Tombstone and talk about it here, I've been short of the Max Extreme. I'm JD3K. And we will see you next time. And we're off. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>